just wave about at three people and tell them that you're glad they're here. Shake their hand, high five them, elbow them, fist bump them, whatever you want. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. How many of you are glad you're here tonight? How many of you can say, <laughs> how many of you can just say, I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed already. I can say that. The presence of God is so wonderful. How many of you love the presence of God? What is a service without the presence of God? I mean, look at this Sunday night. The hunger is real. And all it takes is for you to come hungry so that and you will leave out of here blessed. Amen and amen. The tab has already been picked up by Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. The, 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 the tap for the food has been picked up and for the drink. So drink big droughts of the spirit of God. Amen. Probably our visitors are like, what the heck is going on here? This is just stick with us. Amen. Stick with us. You're going to get blessed. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Amen. The Lord is good. What is the service without the presence of God? And, and I've been sharing with you on the anointing. <laughs> on the anointing which the anointing is the presence of God. The anointing is the supernatural equipment to get the job done. Amen. And the price to pay for the anointing is going to be your relationship with God. Because the, if the anointing is the presence of God flowing through you, then that means that you have to be a yielded vessel. Say yielded. Amen. That means you have to be a yielded vessel. If the anointing is going to uh, 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 flow through you, then you're going to have to be a yielded vessel. And that, what does that look like? It's, it's someone who is yielded, somebody that who has, has total surrendered to the things of God, somebody that is in obedience. But that's hard, Pastor Sandy. It, it gets easier. It doesn't get harder. It gets easier. Amen. Say amen to that. Just like you're here right now. That's why if you're going to be here, be here. What do you mean, Pastor Sunday? Don't you see me here? You can be here and not be here. But if you decide to be here and be here, that means behold. <laughs> behold the word. That word's sticking, right? Say behold. That means eyeball. With both eyes. That means behold the word of the Lord. Amen. And, and, and that has to become more and more real to you. And when you do, you're always going. That's being yielded. That's yielding. That's coming in. That's receiving. Look how wonderful the presence of God moves when you're yielded. It, it's wonderful when you, when you yield to the presence of God. Because can I tell you something? If you only knew how important what just happened here is for your life, you will never Allow distraction to get the best of you. If you would only, if you only knew how powerful it is to yield and to tap into the presence of God, because it is in those moments that you allow the presence of God to come into your life, that God does powerful things. It's been in the present. It's been in these types of moments. And can I tell you something? These moments don't just happen here at the altar. These moments, you can have.
have them in your home on your way to work. You got to be careful, though, because Jesus ain't going to take the wheel. But in your bedroom, in your shop, wherever you are, and when you begin to just worship God, adore him, appreciate him, the presence of God shows up. And powerful, say powerful. Say powerful. You see, because the presence of God is God being present. And when God is present, there's things, here's, here's what you have to understand, is that there's things that God does in you. In these moments that you might not even know that, it, that, that he's doing them right, that he's doing them, but you'll be tomorrow, and then all of a sudden, you realize this is what God was doing in me when I was like, that's that's what God was doing. And you don't have to wonder because you know that he's doing something. If you went to have surgery, you are just going to lay there. And let the surgeon have his way with your body. He comes in with a scalpel and gets in where only he knows where to get in. But you don't fight him. You don't argue with him. You don't get in your head and you don't start. You're you're, you're yielded. And you're letting him do what only he can do. It's no different when you're in the presence of God. It's like you're laying at the surgeon's table. And he just does whatever. The hand of God will go where the hand of man cannot go. That means that if there's anything, instead of you trying to fight it, instead of you trying to get it right for yourself, instead of you trying to change something by yourself, just lay. Just yield and surrender and let Jesus have it. The presence of God just have his way. And he comes in and does what only he can do in your life. And before you know it, that feeling is gone. That change comes. Hallelujah. That ability shows up. And it was not by my, not by power, but by the spirit of God. And all that it took was yielding. All that it took is by you saying, God, here I am. Have your way. I see people that showed up like that tonight. God said, here I am, Lord, have your way. Don't limit God. Amen. Don't limit God. And and his presence is wonderful. What is a service without the presence of God? You can't even put that together. It's not like, that's the thing about the anointing. You can't say, I'm going to go there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to talk about this. You can't. It's the flow. Amen. It's, It's the flow of the spirit of God. Now, you just don't show up unprepared. (laughs) I've learned. But ultimately, it's his service. It's his doing. He knows what to do. And we're just vessels that he has entrusted to deliver. Can you say amen? I want you to turn your Bibles I'm glad that I, I love that song we were singing. No, you never lost the battle. I'm gonna 
you know, when, 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 when it, I, I want to encourage you to make these, if you notice, in this house, we just don't sing anything now. The songs we sing, they're anointed. Amen. And they exalt the Lord. And they're anointed. But I want to encourage you that it makes a difference when you, when you, when you join in a song than when you make the song your own song. It's your, it's your own personal worship unto the Lord. And in the same way, when you take the word of God, you'll grab the word and then you become that word. It makes a, a difference. There's power here. Can you say amen? The anointing of God is here tonight. And I'm telling you, somebody is not leaving the same. If that's you, say hallelujah. I'm not the same already either. And so that song was saying, um, no, you never lost the battle. And can I tell you something? The very fact that Jesus Christ came, died, was buried and resurrected on the third day, and he took his place at the right hand of the Father, it's proof that he never lost the battle. And that is your signal that you don't ever have to lose a battle. Two people got it. You don't ever have to lose a battle. And the last battle you lost could be the last battle you ever lose. Is it possible, Pastor Sandy, that we can live a life of victory? That's the life that God has called each and every one of you to live. Now, is a life of victory void of, 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 of trials? Of course not. And I'm, and I'm going to share that with you. But in spite of difficulties, in spite of trials, overwhelming victory belongs to the believer. If you are a believer, say, I am a believer and not a doubter. And the Bible says that all things are possible to them that believe. If you are a believer, say amen. So the anointing is a supernatural equipment to get the job done. There's a lot to say about the anointing. I, I got to be careful what route to take. And in other words, when God anoints you to do something, he empowers you. He graces you. He enables you. And he infuses you. God will never call you to do something without anointing you to do it. That's why sometimes it could be a little scary because it could be like, who, me, Lord? Someone like me? I don't even speak English. And many people think that God will call you to preach because you're, you're good with words. Negative. <laughs> or you think you know why God, but it, it'll, it'll, God comes and just messes everything up. In the good way, not in a bad way. Because a lot of times we try to figure it out and we try to think how God is going to do something is just totally like the opposite. Can you say amen? And it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. But the anointing of God comes to equip you, comes to empower you to get the job done. What job, Pastor Sandy, what God has called you to do? Not everybody's called to the fivefold ministry. So don't be alarmed. We're all called to win souls. We're all called to fulfill the Great Commission in whatever field we're, we're, we're serving God. But there's different 
offices, there's different colleagues, but it's the same spirit, it's the same anointing. And when God calls you to do something, he also empowers you. He anoints you to do it. Amen. So the anointing is a supernatural equipment to get the job done. When God anoints you to do something, he empowers you, he graces you. Remember the Apostle Paul? When I read to you this morning, I believe it was on 1 Corinthians. I'm, I'm not even worth to be called an apostle. I'm the least of them. He says, but, but God has bestowed his grace upon me. And because of his grace, I can do what God has called me to do. And I love what he said, and not without results. Because God has called us to bear fruit. God has called us to get results. And I pray that this stirs you up, that if you've been living a life and you've seen nothing, that this is the year where you're going to operate in the, in the Holy Spirit, in the anointing of God. You're going to yield to the Lord and allow his anointing to flow through you. To cause you to be productive and effective in everything that you do. And in every area of your and a hope that something good from the word of God will happen in your life. He has anointed you so that you can get his word in you and see word of God result in each and every one of your lives. He has anointed you to conquer. He has anointed you to win battles. He has anointed you to go forward only and never backwards. He has anointed you. To ha be established in the faith, established in the love of God, to develop deep roots down so that you can bear fruit upwards. You're not a waster. You're not a space taker. You're not just called to nothing. Each and every one of you, whether this is your first time here or your second time here, and you think, what can God do with me? Ah! There's a reason why you're here. But you don't know me. I don't have to know you. God knows you, and he's the one that drew you here by the anointing. It's the anointing that draws all men, the Bible says. If Jesus be lifted up, the anointing will draw all men unto him. And that's why you're here, because God drew you here. You might not know it. You might not feel it. You might think you're here because somebody invited you, but you're here because God Wanted you to be here because he loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. And even if you just gave your life to Jesus this morning, you are anointed. You have more anointed on your pinky toe than the devil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I believe that you, you, you believe the word of God. How many of you believe the word of God? And, and you're going to see how... The God, God working in you and through you is, is going to provoke changes in your life. It's going to provoke change of levels in your life. And never forget it is for the glory of God. Never forget. Never get high and mighty. And think that it was by your doing. This is not our anointing. It's his anointed. He, Jesus Christ, is the anointed one with his anointing, and he put his, his anointing in us so that he can work in us and work through us. There's a scripture <laughs> that, that, that I was, it, it says, 
put it up there, please. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 in the New King James. Hallelujah. What did I say? Philippians 2.13, right? Glory to God. That's the presence of God. That's the presence of God. Let him have his way. Don't mind us. Glory, let your glory fill this house. How many of you enjoy that one? That was wonderful. It says, for it is God. Go to the, the previous one. Twelve. Philippians, yeah. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And then go to the next one. For it is God who works in you. Who's working in you? The Bible in, 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 in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The Bible says that after God, Jesus gave them the, the, uh, the great commission to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. The Bible says that they went. And as they went, he went with them, confirming his word with miracle signs and wonders. Just as it was God working in Jesus. Jesus working in the, in, the, in, the, in the believers, he is the one that is working in you and through you. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Put it in the amplified. The amplified AMP says it like this. Hallelujah. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively, say effectively, mm. at work in you, both to will and to work, that is, strengthening energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose. For his good pleasure. He's the one, by the anointing, by the Holy Spirit, who is effectively at work in us, both to will and to work, that is strengthening. Let the weak say, I am strong. Strengthening. Energizing. And God himself is creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose.
you can attach to that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you can interpret that to I can do all things through the anointed one and his anointing in and in through my life who strengthens me. Now, I need you to note something because it's very important because then if we think that God is, the, if, we, if we just leave it at this and say God is the one that's working in me, then you're just going to go about your business, go turn on Netflix and watch 20 episodes of nothing. And then God is working in me, perfecting me, strengthening me, creating in me. And then you, nothing is happening, so you're frustrated. You're producing no fruit. You're going to church faithfully, but after you check out of here, that's all you've done. Forgetting you are the church. You are the temple of the living God. But you want, God is working in me. Because in my note here, it says, God supports the believer but it is the believer's responsibility to do what he has been called by God to do. So it's not in the sitting, it's in the going. That you see the power of God at work in your life. It's not in the sitting, it's in the going. It's not God, the Holy Ghost picking you up. And taking you to go fill that application or taking you to go look at that house you've been wanting or taking you. The Holy Ghost. Don't ever forget, he's the helper. And if you ain't giving him nothing to help, you can't complain. You're just helping somebody. Because we're, we're building strong believers in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is the year of the more. This is the year of the more. This is the year of the blessing of God manifesting in your life at greater levels. Can you say hallelujah? And it will be for his glory. Well, that was just an introduction. But as the song was playing, you have never lost a battle. And I know, you know that I know. It has to prove, be like engraved, tattooed in your heart. <laughs> Not literally, but like literally. It's like you have to know that you know that you know. Well, how do I know, Pastor Sandy? It's like you know. It's like if an elephant steps on your toe, you don't wonder, was that an elephant? <laughs> You're like. It's like you know. And that word know, it's, it's, it's not like an intellectual knowledge. It's like a, 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 a revelation of I know. Like I've been enlightened, I know. And, and here, here's where that knowing comes from. This is where it goes from like head to spirit is your experience, your encounters with God. Your encounters with God. You, you, have you seen the hand of God on your life? Has God ever done something good for you? 
I mean, I know he saved you. I know he forgave you. I know he was merciful upon you. But, you know, if that's not good enough, has God ever done anything good for you? How do you know? Why would you say that? I mean, like, why? Because you've had an experience. You know, at first you were like, I, 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 you hear the word, and, and it's like, man, I, 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 I need my testimony, and and I need my testimony, and then you will get your testimony. Just help yourself by recalling already what God has done in your life. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and you've you've had experiences, you've had encounters. You've had encounters with God that, that, that God revealed himself to you, his mighty hand upon your life. Ah. And it's like, that is why they can chase you, they can pull you, whatever. But it's like, this is but a life thing compared to the glory that is coming because I know. I know that I know that I know that I know that my God has never lost a battle. And I know that I know that I know that he is an anointed that he's an, has anointed me with his spirit of conquering. share on the anointing for battle. You ready to fight? You ready to get your fight on? I want you to, uh, let me take you here. Let me take you here. You know, I don't, I'm not making light of trials or battles. They're very real. Oh, they're real. Don't say amen to that. And nobody did. I, I love that. I love that. I said, batters are real. Hallelujah. Nobody said that, which is great. But we can't deny they're real. Trials. Tribulations. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver you out of them all. It's very refreshing to understand that even for every temptation, God has already made a way of escape. Amen. amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. But you see, it, this is how you got to live. The, the, the word of God has to be continually. You know, it has to be at the forefront of your life. Because it's only by the word of God that even the Holy Spirit will come to your, to your help. Are you with me? And so, battles are real. It's a lie. Say, but. Triumphs. Triumphs are even more real to the believer. To the believer. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. And thank God that because of the anointing upon our lives, remember the anointing. Is the spirit of Jesus flowing in us and through us? 
is that the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit uh, flowing in us and through us to empower us to do what needs to be done. That's why if you really realize what you are carrying, no matter what confronts you, cannot stop you. But you got to really know what you are carrying. Amen. You're not just a churchgoer. You don't belong to a denomination. You're not just somebody. You are a son and a daughter of the most high God. Yes, you were born of, 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 of natural parents. They formed you. But God created you. And he is your creator. And you have his spirit dwelling on the inside of you. He created you in his image and in his likeness. And he has blessed you. He has blessed you. Jesus Christ redeemed us. He rescued us from the curse that the fall of man has placed all of us, no matter how good we were. We were under the curse. But Jesus Christ came and gave his life so that those that would receive him and would accept him, he would give them the power to become sons and daughters of the Most High God. And then he, you are no longer, the Bible says, that are born of, 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 of sperm. Bring it down to your level. <laughs> That's what the Amplified Translation says that. Of the seed of man. But you are born of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is incorruptible, indestructible. The seed of the Word of God. Hallelujah. You know your father is a king. That's why the Bible says he is the king of kings. And, and the Bible says he is the king, big K, of kings, little K. You need to start seeing yourself like that. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. And God has chosen each and every one of you not to go apologizing, not to go feeling sorry, not to go fail at life and at everything that you do. You must, you, maybe you failed and everything you did fell. But when you were born of God, you were born of the spirit of God. And if the same power that rose Christ from the grave lives on the inside of you, he will quicken you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. That's why the anointing of God changes you. It turns you to another man, another woman. It does. That's what's happening to you. Can you wave for that? My brother over there? Raise your hand. Wave at everybody. That's what's happening to you. And your brother, blonde. There, raise your hand. That's what's happening to you. <laughs> that's what's happening to that's what's happening to happen to all of us. It's the anointing of God. How is it that you were like this and now you're like this? The anointing. It changes you, transforms you, equips you, empowers you. You're no longer the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With the anointing, you will never need to struggle. Even in the toughest moments. Even in the toughest situations. When you draw from him. When you draw from the Lord. When you draw from his anointing. When you, you know, the, his word is the power of life. 
That's why we have to have different levels of consecration in order to see the anointing of God increase in our lives. We need it. We already know that without it, we can't. But if it's given to us, then my God, let's take it by yielding to the Lord. It's not easy to yield. When you have this, all the cares of the world, it's not easy, but it's not not impossible. Can you say amen? It's not not impossible. And the more you, you know, because you got to break through the flesh. The spirit man on the inside has to break through this shell. And sometimes this shell wants to act like a shell. 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 Not shell. See, my English, no good. But it's okay. The anointing helped me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But if you keep pressing in, if you keep yielding to the Lord, the spirit man on the inside of you is strengthened. Well, you know, it's not that God gave us a baby Holy Spirit. Let me correct that. Because a lot of people say you got to grow spiritually. And so we, we kind of tend to think that we, when we got born again, we got a baby. You don't get a baby Holy Spirit. You're not growing your spirit man. You're, you're, you have to decrease your flesh, your will, your emotions, your thoughts. Have to decrease so then the spirit of God within you can rule. So it's not like you had a little baby when you got born again. No, the reason why it's called a baby Christian is because you're new to this life. But the spirit of God is the spirit of God. There's no baby Holy Spirit and middle-aged Holy Spirit and a senior Holy Spirit. Where is that in the Bible? So people kind of like, you know, they, they think that. Oh, I'm spiritually little. No. You got big Holy Ghost on the inside. But this right here, the mind, the will, and the emotions. That's why John said, I must decrease so that God can increase in me. We got to do the same thing. How do we decrease? Not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. And then when we do that, then the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us gets to rule. We're no longer led by, you know, because you, 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 you hear somebody like Smith Wigglesworth say, you know, I don't, I don't get up in the morning and ask Smith Wigglesworth how he's going to feel. Imagine if I did that. Jeannie, would you get up? No, hombre. How about you, Josh? I know you just got that position, you know what I'm saying? But, but if you just were led, you know, if you just, we, you don't always feel like it. But he said, I don't get up and ask Smith Wigglesworth how he's going to feel. I tell him. He, you know, I, the Apostle Paul said, I bring my body under. Who's the I? The spirit man was saying, I. And now you, you have to see yourself. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. And the apostle Paul prayed that God will preserve you spirit, soul, and body for the coming of the Lord. And so he said, I bring my body under subjection. I buffet my body daily. He was talking about disciplining himself. 
lest it will do what it wants to do. Because the carnal is like an animal. And that's how we lived before we gave our life to Jesus. Just ruled by our senses. Whatever we wanted to look at, whatever we wanted to touch, whatever we wanted to feel, you know, whatever. Don't touch this because you get burnt. <laughs> and you had no control. But you don't get saved and live that way having not no control. Because now you do by the anointing. You have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And as you grow in the Lord, as you grow in the Lord, then your, your, your mind, your will, and your emotions decrease, and the Spirit of God increases, and it's able to rule through your life. Can you say amen? And that's how God calls us to live. By the anointing. Does that help somebody? Now you know you don't have a baby Holy Spirit. Even if you gave your life to the Lord this morning. And as you grow in the word of God, then the spirit of God within you is able to have more rulership. Amen. And that's what we begin to learn. Those that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you sow to the spirit of God, you will reap life everlasting. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. And so that's what we begin to do. We begin to sow to the spirit of God. We sow the word of God. The word of God is a seed. That's what's happening in your life right now. You're sowing to the spirit of God. You're not at the kickoff. Just kidding. Was it today? Nobody knows. That's great. I love that. Why did I even say that? I don't know. Not, please don't think, I wonder who knew so-and-so went. I don't know anybody, that anybody went anyway, so please. They might be, watch the replay and they might be over there, but that's one, I don't know what to tell you about that. That's the Holy Ghost. Anyways, say praise the Lord. Say I'm here. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So with the anointing, you will not need to struggle. Amen. With the anointing of God. Remember the the, 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 the anointing uh, uh, result out of the spirit of God in your life. What God will do through you is what you will allow God to do in you. You can never think that God will move through your life without first letting him have his way in your life. And that's why as you yield to the Lord, then he's able to have his way in you, to do what only God can do. And, and then what you allow to him to do in you, then God will do through you. But it first must be done through your life, in your life, in your life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And so he endows you with a supernatural ability to accomplish the task. God will never call you to do something without anointing you to do it. When he calls you, he anoints you, and he equips you so that you have enough to get the job done without outside help or support. The anointing is what you need. Now, will God send help? Of course he will. But your focus is on him. Knowing that he is your source, blessed is the man that puts his confidence 
and his trust in the Lord. And that anointing comes out of your relationship with God. It's, it's, it's by the principle of Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. Oh, as you yield to where you're at and as you let him have his way in your life, may he do through you what you've never seen him do through your life. May he make you a sign and a wonder. Glory be to God. He said, I will do it unto you. He said, what people struggle to do for themselves, God says, just seek me, seek, seek my kingdom, the expansion of my kingdom and my righteousness. You know, righteousness is a beautiful thing that we did nothing to deserve it. And we can't do anything to become more righteous than we already are. Jesus Christ gave us his righteousness. He made us righteous. To be righteous is to have right standing with the Father. It's important to know that before we gave our lives to Jesus, we were separated from God. Our sin, our iniquity separated us from God. But when Jesus gave us his righteousness as we accepted him, he put us in right standing with the Father. And the Bible says that we can stand before him without any sense of guilt or inferiority. Hallelujah. Now, so righteousness is a position, say position. But it's important to know that even though there's nothing else we can do to become more righteousness, that your condition must be right. Amen. You can't grow in righteousness, but you can train in righteousness. Righteousness is a position, and Jesus gave you that. But your condition must be one of righteousness as well. And there's people that have a position of righteousness, but their condition is not living right. And the anointing to flow through you and to move through you, you must have that position that you already have. But you also seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You're not seeking to be more righteous. You're, 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 you're seeking to live God's way. And his way is the right way. And when you do that, the flow is there. The anointing is there. What stand in, stands in your way has to make way. What has come to stop you has to be removed. The anointing of God will cause every enemy of yours, every devil that rises up to get back under your feet. The anointing. And you have that. And the more that you yield to him, the more that you behold him, the more you are being transformed into his image and into his likeness. Can you say amen? I see you transforming. I see you transforming. I see you transforming. Glory to God, like that butterfly. And nobody's going to come and clip your wings. Because the butterflies are beautiful, but, I mean, they're very fragile. You're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Can you say amen? 
Sinne wirklich mal zerfällt. And yeah, though he's not here, they paved the way and we continue to the ministry. He said, he said this, I'd rather have the anointing on me for five minutes than to own the world with a gold fence around it and my name engraved on every step. That's how precious the anointing of God is. Could I repeat that? I'd rather have the anointing on me for five minutes than to own the world with a gold fence around it and my name engraved in every brick. The anointing of God is very precious. The anointing of God is the presence of God. And powerful things happen when the anointing of God is manifested in your life. Not only does it change you, not only does it empower you, but it empowers you to empower others. It helps, it, 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 it empowers you to, do the, to continue to do the greater works that Jesus talked about. Hallelujah. To the, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For God has, Luke chapter 4, put it up there. What is it, Luke chapter 4, verse 18? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you getting something today? Can you get something today? One thing. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me. And remember, where had, where had he been before he preached his first message? He was, he was praying and fasting. He went in, he was baptized by the spirit of God. Remember that? In the Jordan River. And then the Bible says that he was led by the spirit of God into the wilderness where he prayed and fasted for 40 days. And then the Bible says that he came out in the power. He went in led, consecrated himself, and he came out in the power. When you get before God and have time with God, you're never going to come out the same. I believe that when you pressed in tonight as we were worshiping God and the presence of God was, you're not the same person that walked into this place. You can't be. You can't be the same person. Hallelujah. How many of you can say, I, I, I believe that? I believe that. You're not the same, are you? Yeah. Something happens when you encounter the presence of God. And every time you do, whether you be at home, whether you be on your lunch break. I remember being on my lunch break and just going under a tree and just opening the word. And just begin to read the word, worship the Lord before I knew it. My hour was gone and I had like tears all over my face. And just the anointing, the presence of God will come right there under that tree. How many of you have those encounters with God? Amen. You know what I'm talking about. And, and, and those are moments that you are empowered and that change you. You know, God knows the beginning and the end. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the, he's the author of our faith. He knows all things. And if we just trust him and continue to yield to him, yield to him, he will be there to help you every time. That's why I love that song, because even when you cannot face him, even when you don't feel him, thank God that we still have his word. 
Because even when we don't feel him, even when we cannot trace him, God, are you really there? Because you don't know. Where are you, Lord? Look at where I look at my life. But I still have faith in his word. His word does never change. Can you say amen? His word never changes. Glory be to God. And if you have this, man, God, not, you know, God will be there every time. You may not know how in the world, but you know God, the God that you serve. And don't think God is not working. Can I say that again? Don't think God is not working. He's always. I thought he was resting. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know. He's, he's, God, the Bible says that, put it up there, Romans 8, 38. I thought, like, it is like a, I don't know why there's no Bible today. No, 28. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Put it on 30, 30, I mean 26, 26, put it on 26. Yeah, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The spirit helpeth us in our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Is there moments when you don't know what to pray for? Aren't you thankful then, mostly, for the Holy Spirit? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but, say but, the Spirit itself make it intercession for us, the Holy Spirit. Begins to intercede for us. When we engage in praying in the Holy Spirit, we might know what to pray for, but not everything. And when we pray in the Spirit, the Bible says that we pray in the perfect, say perfect, will of God. And then when we pray in the Spirit, we engage his ministry and he helps us by making intercession for us. That makes praying in tongues so much sweeter. Knowing that you are engaging the help of the Holy Spirit. And you're not just. But you know that as you are engaging the help of the Holy Spirit. Through praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is praying through you. The perfect will of God. And if the Holy Spirit is praying through you the perfect will of God, then that means that your situation is going to be perfected. It's not just like tongues. That's why you need the word. Because there's a lot of people that speak a lot of tongue, but there's no fruit. You need the spirit and you need the word of God. And as you do, you're going to grow. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself make it intercession for us 
with groanings which cannot be uttered. That means groanings that cannot be uttered. That means uh, uh, articulate speech. It means tongues. You're not, uh, you don't know what you're saying. You don't have to. But you're praying in, the, in, the, in your heavenly language and you're engaging the help of the spirit to intervene in whatever you're leaving off in the natural because we just we pray in the understanding and we pray in the spirit. How powerful is that? You're engaging the intercessor. And then if, if that's not enough, don't ever forget that Jesus quits his ministry at the right hand of the Father as high priest, as in his uh, 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 interceding for you. He's also interceding for you. What does inter interceding mean? It means that he's going on, the be on your behalf. How can we fail? How can we lose? How can we be defeated? And then what is the next scripture? 27. And he that searcheth the heart, speaking of the spirit, knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And that's where trust has to come in. I trust you, Lord. I trust, I trust your will for my life. Yeah, I'm praying this way. And according, of course, we've got to pray according to the word of God. But if there's anything left undone, if there's another direction, if there's another way, I trust that as I'm engaging the help of the spirit of God, your perfect will will be done for my life. No matter what is happening. And that is why then you can read 28. And we know that all things work together for the good. For the good. All things. It's not talking about an accident or a, a, a anything. It's talking about what God has given, engaging the help of the Holy Spirit to make intercession for you. All these things, as you engage in them, as you do them, as you obey them, all these things will work together for the good to them that love God. And are called according to his purpose. <sighs> that is why when you're worshiping God, that is why when you are in the word, that is why when you are pressing in, that is why when you are yielding to the Lord, all those things, no matter what happened, all these things are causing everything. 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 Everything to work together for your good. For your good. See, he said, and we know. So when you're praying in the spirit, you know you're just not speaking in tongues. You're engaging the helper. You're engaging the comforter. You're engaging the advocate. It's like if Jesus was with you. Glory be to God. Are you getting something? 
haven't even started the message. I want to say this as well. In, in regards to the anointing. You know, the anointing thing doesn't make you look crazy. Because because of this. It made Jesus look crazy. Spitting on mud. Slapping it on the eye. The, uh, uh, the things that God, if you expect them to make sense, they won't. But they will make faith. Because it's spiritual. That's why the Bible says that the things of the spirit are foolishness to those that are not spiritual. And so... With the anointing, you will not need to stress. Amen. Are battles real? They're part of life. I like what someone said when they asked me, do I ever go through things? They said, if I did, I did not know. That sounds crazy. You ever got an answer? <laughs> it's the anointing. Does it make light of things? No. But it makes you more aware of the one that is on the inside of you. Amen. And so, as believers... We don't need to worry because even though there are trials, our victory is assured. Can you say amen? Don't worry, Pastor Sandy. What are you talking about? That's what I said when the Lord told me don't worry. When the Lord said just go to sleep, you'll get it done. And I was so, I thought that worrying, you know, because we grow up worrying. We're taught to worry. And that means you care. Right? And it's just like fear in disguise. And I asked the Lord one time, is it, is, it, is it possible to live a life of not worrying? And he said, with me it is. And that's what the Bible tells us. Where does it tell us that? Philippians? Four what? Philippians 4, 6, put it up there. 
It almost sounds like a curse word. Don't worry about it. Huh? Anybody ask yourself, is it possible to live that life of not worrying? And not worrying is not ignoring. It's recognizing what God says and what God has called you to do. Because a lot of people think that walking in faith is just going blind and ignoring everything. It's a fact that this is that and this is that. But the truth of the word of God is. And that is where it's at. Can you say amen? Be careful for nothing. But in everything. Go one before. Oh, go again. Uh, six. NLT. Put it in the NLT. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Isn't that wonderful that before I read you this, I read you Romans 8, 26, 27, and 28. Because now, how do we do this, Pastor Sandy? Go engage the help of the Holy Spirit. Instead of worrying, pray. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him. For all he has done. You know, even in the midst of worrying, if you just get to thanking God for what he has done, the worry is going gonna, gonna to diminish. Put it in the amplifier. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you getting something tonight? Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, in what? Everything. That means every circumstance and situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. It, it doesn't mean keep repeating God the same thing over and over. It means what the Bible says. I believe it's in Matthew 7. 7? Put it up there. I'm just taking a guess. What is Matthew 7, 7? Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Keep going. This is talking about prayer. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking Finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, it will be answered. Opened. It's like the, the widow in Luke chapter 18. Put it up there. And go ahead and put it in the NLT, please, because it's going to take me a while to do it in the Amplified. Are you still with me? One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. I was sharing with a sister after service today on what, what a privilege it is that God has given us the ability to come to his throne, to his presence. Come boldly to the throne. You know that word boldly is key? 
That means come with confidence. Come with assurance. If the devil would like anything, it's to make you insecure. Or make you feel in, 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 in inferior so that you don't have that access to come boldly to the Lord. That's why you need to continue to grow in the Lord. Amen. Get, so it says uh, that men should always pray. Put it back real quick. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up or never faint. Help us, Lord. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. He was unjust. He gave up. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice. Because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. <laughs> We're good about that, right, ladies? I'm just kidding. <laughs> wearing people out. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson. Here's the lesson. Learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely Give justice to his chosen people. How many chosen people of God are here tonight? Who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, he will grant you justice to them quickly. One translation says speedingly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth, on the earth, who have faith? Jesus was talking about praying and never giving up. If this unjust judge rendered justice to this woman who never quit, what makes you think that if you come to a just God, And never let go of your confident trust in God. What does Hebrews 13, 8 say? This is scripture just telling you. Oh, no, 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 no. What, what am I looking for? Wait, wait, wait. Um, what is it? Oh, that's a good one, too. What is it? Uh, 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 cast not away your confidence. Where's that at? Huh? No. Is it in Hebrew? What is it, Melissa? I thought it was Hebrews 10:38, 35. Hebrews 10:35. Put it up there. Those are two translations. <laughs> so don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. We can't throw it away by feigning. By giving up, by quitting. And Jesus said, always pray and never quit. 
And we are anointed to not quit. We are anointed to never give up. If you get tired, the anointing of God will spring up in you at times of refreshing. When the anointing of God is upon your life, leave it there. I'm going to come there in a minute. When the anointing of God is upon your life, it's like that tree that is planted by the riverbanks. That the Bible says that it doesn't fear the effects of the heat. Whose leaves never withered. And whatever you do prospers. Hallelujah. So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Keep your trust in God. Keep your confident trust in God. Don't cast it away. Don't throw it away. If he's telling us this, that means there's a possibility. And the devil will love it for you to get so tired. That is why people of God resist and nip it in the butt at the early stage of whatever it is. To not allow yourself to get so far to where, like, you're not just tired, but you're, you're quitting. You are not quitting. You are not giving up. You're recharging. You're winding back because you're about to go forward at a pace that you've never even experienced. So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember, that means we can forget. Basic words. Real simple. Remember the great reward it brings you. When you keep your trust in God no matter what, you can rest assured that your reward will show up. You cannot have more faith in that Amazon package that you pay for, that you keep checking for, than the, what Jesus has paid for you to live a life that is fruitful. Amplified. I'm, I'm getting ready to stop. In the Amplified. So do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. I love that word, confidence. It's not arrogance. It's just being sure of what God says. It's not arrogance. It's like, I'm confident. Pride is the quickest way down. Humility is the quickest way up. So we don't want none of that. I'm talking about your confidence has to spring forth from what God has spoken to you. Not of what you've worked up. We can't do nothing. Jesus said, without me, (laughs) let me tell you right now, you can't do nothing. John 15. Without me, you can't do nothing. I'm the vine, you are the branches. You stay connected with me, and I stay connected with you. My words remain in me, and my words remain in you. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done. For I'll cause you to bear forth fruit, that your joy may be full. For it has a glorious great reward. Are you ready for your glorious reward? Can I tell you something? Sometimes when it gets tougher, breakthrough is about to take place. You ever seen that picture of the miner that's that's digging, 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 and then there's and then he's like turns around because he's tired, and then there's another one digging, and the the, the layer is so thin because he was about to hit gold, but he gave up, 
You're not giving up in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that even by now the Lord has refreshed you by the anointing upon your life. And you're going to continue to run. And you're going to continue to fulfill the, the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. You've already seen what the anointing of God can do in your life. I was thinking about Gabriel. I was thinking, uh, you know, when I was at the home in between services and I thought the anointing, perfect example, the anointing of God of taking somebody. You know, my husband was telling me about somebody that came at a men's meeting and, 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 and through that men's meeting, uh, he's plugged in and he's been coming and it's exactly what he needed, the fellowship, the word, everything that is happening in his life and all as a result of somebody anointed that wants to fulfill God's purpose for his life. When he came, he didn't even know. Um, he has such a desire for the man. Such a desire for the man. And I said, well, then you do it. And he went. <laughs> I said, you do it. And he's, he has. Consistently. More than the ladies. I said, you're putting me in a shame here, Brother Gabriel, because <laughs> the victorious woman hasn't been victorious lately. No, we are victorious. <laughs> we have. But I said, it's the anointing. Because it, even, do you shock yourself sometimes, the things that you do and the things God is using you to do? Like the, the impact in people's lives, Gabriel? It's the anointing on your life. The impact in people's lives. Who would ever thought? God did. God, God, rock ain't got nothing on you. He has rock in his hand. It's the anointing. Impacting the lives of, of ladies. You could have never worked it up on your own. He gets the schedule. He gets the men together. He goes up to people. All right, you're going to come. You're going to be here. You're going to do this. You're going to bring this. You're going to. of God by the anointing. I know you're not working it up by yourself. You know you're not working it by yourself. Your wife still gets tired. But it's the, it's the perfect example of, of the anointing of God coming upon somebody and, and then doing things that they you've never the devil trying to take your life out. You already counted out. Living in those drug houses in prison, lost his wife, lost his family, was not in his right mind. And then all of a sudden, thank God for his ex-mother-in-law that still had a good relationship, that was loving. <laughs> right here. You're a good woman, Beatriz. You're a good woman. You have a big heart. And I know there's the anointing of God in your life. For sure. You're a blessed man. I mean, hey, he came into your life and look at you. <laughs> look at you. I mean, this is anointed. Look, look, who gives a little desk? That's a student of Pastor Jesse. He needs an app. He needs your number one student right here. Look at that. A little desk, everything? Putting us to shame over here. It's the anointing. You see what I'm saying? When, when, when you get around the anointing, powerful things happen. 
the anointing of God is in, in it, it will flow from those people. And that's why lives are being changed. So it's not going to change anyone else. I don't ever do this. I never, I wonder if people are getting it. I never wonder. Because if I know that I'm releasing to you what God will have me release, I know you'll get it. And you just hope that you get <laughs> I hope you get you know. And then this individual was like, Pastor Sandy, you can't argue with the fruit. The fruit, what fruit? You can argue words, but you can't argue the fruit. That's why when John came to Jesus and said, uh, not John, but whenever John sent, uh, you know, his disciples to ask Jesus, were you the one? And he said, tell us what you see. <laughs> I mean, if you don't believe me for who I say I am, tell them what you're seeing. The lame walk. The sick are healed. You can't argue. It's like when they had the man that couldn't walk, the disciples you know, had healed him, and, and, and the people said, we know that these are unlearned men. We know that. And then they said, but we can't argue because we see this man that couldn't walk, now he's walking. It, but specifically, the NLT and, and, and the Acts says that. But we can't argue. We know these are unlearned men. We know Gabriel didn't go to Harvard. We know Pastor Sandy didn't go to Bible college. Now, I don't recommend that. I didn't, but I kind of did because I became very studious under great teachers. But I encourage people to get trained up. But back then, I tell people I'm thankful because I would have probably went somewhere that was like, I do, I do have one semester. Anyways, that's another story. I do have one semester of Jerry Seville. Praise the Lord. Then he took off the online, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Give my Kinder Hagen books. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still in Bible college. I'm still learning. <laughs> Glory to God. God has great plans with you. I'm telling you. Telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that now. I'm, I'm pressing in. But anyways. And so I could, t they, he said, we can tell that these are unlearned men, that they're ignorant. He says, but we cannot deny that this man that couldn't walk is standing in front of us. And then they said, and we can also tell, and we can also tell that these men have been with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, they can't argue with you, Gabriel. Don't ever let nobody make you feel anything. You're a man of God. You are anointed. And God has chosen you. And God is raising you. You've impacted many people's lives, but it's just going to intensify. 2024. That goes for everybody. Jessica. Everybody. If I don't call your name, don't get offended. It's everybody. Receive it. Well, you looked at me, but you didn't call my name. Be confident in the Lord. Can I leave you with this? When it comes to the anointing, there's a way the, the anointing of God increases in your life. You know, I heard a great man of God say this. Salvation didn't cost you nothing, but the anointing, and the anointing there's a price to pay. Because it flows through your consecration and your relationship with God. So that means separating yourself. That's a price to pay for that. 
Are you with me? You're not in the mix. What mix? I don't know. And then God will only, I, I heard a great man of God say this. Some of you are going to recognize this quote. But it's important to know that God will never use you beyond the level of criticism that you're able to handle. If you're afraid of what people are going to say, and God has made you original. Amen. God makes originals. He doesn't make copycats. So don't try to become somebody else. You can learn from somebody else. But don't try to become, we don't need another, another, another. We need you to be who God has called you to be. And when the anointing of God is upon your life, you know, one of my favorite books on the anointing is by Dr. Rodney Harbrook. If you've never read it, get it. And it talks about the anointing. And um, <laughs> I love it because he's so real. Hello? And he said, the best way to learn of the anointing is through the ministry of Jesus. He said, many people say, I wish I could have been at one of Jesus's or when Jesus was here on earth. Or I could, you know, uh, um, people do some weird things. They go lay on graves. They go to Israel where Jesus resurrected and as if there's, there's no anointing there. The anointing is in you. There's no more Ark of the Covenant. You became that Ark of the Covenant. You became a carrier of the presence of God. Are you with me? And, and, and so he said, you know, there's people that said, if I was just born on this time, if I would have just when Jesus was here, he said, he is here by his spirit. And his spirit lives on the inside of us. He says, you know, the best way to learn of the, uh, to learn of the anointing is, to, is, to, uh, is by the ministry of Jesus. He said, go to his crusades. Go to his meetings. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, study him. See how he did it. Sit in his meetings. Sit at the pool of Bethesda. Be there when the woman with the issue of blood touched him. Be there when he rose Lazarus, when he multiplied the fish. in your life right now. Is that a sign? Who's enjoying this message? Should I continue on this next Sunday night? Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to leave you there. There's another so much that I want to I want to share, but I believe that you receive something tonight. Who received something tonight? Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Can God use me, Pastor Sandy? Yes. When he calls you, he equips you. Amen. And when he chooses you, he qualifies you. You don't get qualified first. He chooses you and he qualifies you. And the Bible says that you are a chosen generation. He's chosen you. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he thought you were to die for? Aren't you glad that he did not left you helpless? Hallelujah. That he put his spirit on the inside of you. Hallelujah, that you're going to continue. How many of you, 
you can say, I'm going to continue to yield to the Lord. I'm going to continue to press into the presence of God because I believe that he wants to use me. I believe that he wants to work in me and through me. And as you make a decision to continue to yield to the Lord, then you're going to see the anointing of God become stronger and stronger in your life, and you're going to be able to see what the anointing will do for you. Can you say amen? So, Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for these, your people. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, and we are thankful for your anointing upon our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of you, and that the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened more and more as we behold you, Lord. Thank you that we are being ever transformed, Lord, as we behold you, Lord, as beholding in a mirror, that we are ever being transformed from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from victory to victory, and strength to strength. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for giving us the privilege to be called your sons and daughters. Thank you that you have anointed us, Lord, to do all that you have called us to do and, and, and to gain sweatless victory in our lives. Thank you that we are sensitive to the leading of your spirit, Lord. Thank you that the voice of the good shepherd we hear and follow and not the voice of a stranger. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. If you're here tonight and if you've never given your life to Jesus, I'm looking around. I see familiar faces, but I don't ever assume. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, and you've never been born again, if you come tonight and you say, Pastor Sandy, that's me. I've never recall a moment where I surrender my life to Jesus, where I repented of my sin, and where I received him as my Lord and Savior and received new life. Would you please pray for me? If that's you right where you're at, just wave at me. Just wave your hand like you just don't care.